Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. How's everybody doing? Man, isn't it good to be out here today? Be good, good to be together. Good to be the church of Jesus Christ in simplicity and life and power. If you would, open your Bibles to Psalm 92. That's going to be our starting place, Psalm 92, verses 12 through 15. And uh, I just want to give a quick update on the building right now. We are uh, about to start some demo over here. We've uh, gotten contracts signed with the bank, with the construction company, And one thing we need to pray for together is for the building permit from the city. So we're we're green light on some demo work, but we need the building permit. And and that's what this whole process has been, is praying the next thing that we're doing. And uh, so uh, excited about that, excited about where we're at. So many people working so hard. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Paul. Uh, Coulter, thank you, uh, 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 John Vidari, who is really putting a lot of work into all of this. So let's read a little bit of, pa- of the scriptures here from Psalm 92, verses 12 to 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Proclaiming, the Lord is upright, He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in Him. Well, you guys, we are starting a new series today called Planted. And that's the, the, one of the key words that we believe that the Lord has given us for 2021. Planted. And I want everybody to be able to remember that. Planted. It's like when it's one word, you can remember that, right? But it's planted, and it's planted in the house of the Lord. That's what we're going to be talking about today. There's another word that I'll be unpacking uh, as well, that we're sent. We're planted and we're sent. Sent in the way of Jesus. And I won't be focusing on that as much here in this little bit of time, but I I will mention it again. And here's the deal. Uh, We're going to also talk about our plan for moving forward in 2021. Our vision, basically we're hitting on vision and values and where we're going this year. And we are in the middle as a country, as the world, of a great trial, right? We're in the middle of a trial. By anybody's standards, this would be a trial in our lives, one that we've never been through. And a time of pressure has this way of revealing what's on the inside of us, right? Can I get a witness out there? In a time, it's like a storm that shows where our focus is. You can get your eyes off of the destination and just start looking at the storm or the way the boat's rocking. You know, in this time of shaking that we're in, it reveals what's in us that's not of the kingdom of God that needs to go. You know, Hebrews 10 talks about there's shaking going on and only what's left of the kingdom of God is what's going to remain. The unshakable kingdom of God. And we're in a time of sharpening and shaping of stones that so that we can be formed together as the temple of God. And we touched on that last week. And here's the good news. The good news is that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And on that revelation, He is building His church and nothing is going to stop it. Nothing's going to stop Jesus building His church. Not 
heights or deaths or death or life, nothing will stop it. And he is building a house, you guys, a temple, a place for the presence of God, where heaven meets earth more and more and more and more. And we aren't there yet. You know, we're not there. We haven't arrived. Surprise, newsflash. But a lot of times it's easier to see that we haven't arrived when we're thinking about somebody else that's not like us or that's different from us or Christians that do it differently or it looks different or they have different political views, all those different kinds of things. It's easy to see they haven't arrived, but we haven't arrived. And so what the Lord is wanting to do in us this year is a heart work. It's an inside work. It's an inside job that he's wanting to do in us. He's wanting to take us deeper with him. And I'm realizing more than ever, that in tough times, what we need to hear is the Father's voice. We need the Father's voice, to hear, just hearing Him leading us, hearing Him bringing peace to us in the midst of trials. I'm realizing that in my own life, that, that in whatever way I'm a father in this church, that I need to be sensitive to that as well, that I need to be a non-anxious presence in the midst of a time where there are layer upon layer upon layer of anxiety in the systems around us. And so we want to be uh, peace bringers in the midst of tough times. We want to be that kind of people. And, you know, and just saying that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us. And in tough times, we also need vision and we need values and we need to hear it again and again and again. Where are we going? What are we doing? Where are we going? Oh, yeah, that's what we're doing. That's where we're going. It's like uh, we need vision and values right now. Like, why do they put the title of the book on top of every page? I don't totally know that, but I guess maybe you forget along the way and you say, oh, yeah, that's what we're doing. That's what I'm reading. Oh, yeah, that's where we're going. And so that we need to hear this vision, values, who we are, where we're going. You guys may remember, I've shared this story before, but there's a famous second century uh, rabbi. His name was Rabbi Akiva. Akiva, and he's walking along, famous story. He's walking along, it's kind of foggy. He's got his head down, he's deep in thought. And suddenly he comes up on a Roman garrison and the guard shouts out, who are you? Where are you going? And he looks up at him. And he says, how much do you get paid every day? And the guy says, huh? Well, two shekels. And Akiva says, I'll pay you double that if you'll stand outside the gate by my house and ask me those two questions every morning as I leave. Who are you and where are you going? And that's important for us as individuals, but it's also important for us as the church. Who are we, Antioch, Fort Worth? Who are we and where are we going? You know, we are the body of Christ. That, that's who we are. We're the body of Christ. And we're made up of many different members. All different kinds. Feet and toes and ankles and arms and eyes and ears. Uh, we were praying the other day in here as a staff. Waiting on the spent most of Monday just worshiping and praying. Listening to each other's testimonies. It was awesome. But uh, in some prayer time, a brother came up and said, I've got a word for you. Uh, Jamie, the Lord wanted me to say to you that you're a ligament. I was like, I'll be a ligament. He said, you, yeah, you like hold different parts of the body together. It's like, okay, come on, I'm a ligament. What are you? We're all different parts of the body. Isn't that great news? 
So we're the body of Christ. That's who we are. We're the bride of Christ. We love Jesus. And we are being formed into lovers of the Son of God. We are lovers of Him. We are united with Him. That's who we are. And we're the building of God. That means we are being shaped and formed to get the rough edges off so we can fit in up close, tight together, and be a place where He dwells in our presence and in our midst. We dwell with Him. The temple of God. So that's who we are. And where are we going? Well, as the body, we're growing up. We're maturing. We're coming into full stature. We're becoming conformed to the image of Christ. That's who we are. That's where we're going. We're under His authority. Under His leadership. As the bride, we're going to a wedding feast. We're going to be a bride that's fully prepared for our husband, the Lord Jesus Christ. And where are we going as, as the building, we're being crafted by the master mason to fit together as his people. And so in tough times, we need the father's voice. We need vision and values. And we need to hear the word of the Lord. We need to hear the word of the Lord. So I want to just give you, I'm just going to, today's just kind of a flyover, kind of 30,000 foot on being planted in the house of the Lord. But I've got a couple of words that I want to share, just kind of broader words about the body of Christ. Uh, one is worship. So broad word here. Not surprising. We need to worship. This is from Joe Ewan. He's one of our leaders over in Scotland with the Antioch movement. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I got a video from him. It was directed to the Antioch pastors. And it was a word on worship. He's just over there in Banff, Scotland. And he said, I, I'm, burdened from the, I'm burdened from the Lord to bring... I don't know if I can do Scottish. <laughs> Love you, Joe, if you ever see this. And, uh, but, but he's got this burden. And he's preaching from Second Chronicles 20. So if you know that story, it's the story of Jehoshaphat. And they, they're going to war against Moab. And, but they're, they're, uh, they're, they're worshiping their way into the battle. That's what they did. God says, just worship. And so they keep their eyes on the Lord. And the whole battle is they go out and they say, give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. And then the Lord wins the battle for them. And so the word there for us in tough times, when we're in the battle, lead the way with worship. We are going to be a people that lead the way with worship. We're going to worship our way into 2021. We've got all kinds of creative ways we're going to do that, but we're going to worship. Second word, prayer. Not surprising. You guys are like, whoa, this, okay, this is solid. <laughs> worship, prayer. I got this one from a worldwide leader in the church. His name's N.T. Wright. And he wrote this book called God and the Pandemic. And one of the things he said in there, it was a great exposition of Romans chapter 8, and one of the things he said was that in, in Romans, there's like this gro- groaning going on in Romans 8. The, the, the creation is groaning because it's not the way it ought to be. The church itself is groaning because we aren't the way we ought to be yet. And even the Holy Spirit within us. So we're within the creation and the Holy Spirit's within us. And the Holy Spirit is groaning that things would be the way they ought to be. Well, we're not there yet. And so when we're in times like this, what do we do? We are called to step into the gap and pray. We pray in what isn't yet with an expectation of what will be in the kingdom of God that wants to, that God wants to bring in and through us. We are a praying people. 
Third kind of big word there is from the leader of our movement, Jimmy Seibert. And he had this word, open door, open hands, which was last year's word, 20 is in Hebrew, um, is all, can also be translated hand, the open hand. And so open hands, 20, 20. It was like double open hands, open to heaven and open to others. We are conduits. We're a priesthood of believers. We are connecting God and people, people and God. That's what we do. And so open hands, then open doors is from Revelation chapter three, verse eight, where Jesus is speaking to the church at Philadelphia. And he says, I know you have, but just a little strength. <laughs> Who can identify with that word? I, I got a little strength, but there's an open door in front of you. Isn't that good? We, yes, you have, a, you know, we had somebody give us that word as a church 25 years ago, the, the Philadelphia open door word. And I mean, I've remembered that. And so when Jimmy had that, I was like, wow, that's really, re it's like, it's like digging up an old well of something that was meaningful to me in the past, but it's like, it's supposed to be meaningful right now. There's an open door in front of us, in front of the church in the city. Uh, I was meeting here. We had uh, uh, lunch. And a bunch of the pastors, this part of the city, were meeting and we were just waiting on the Lord a little bit and sharing the things that God was speaking to us. Man, I mean, that was encouraging because it's a lot of the same things that I'm sharing now, but with different expressions, different traditions, different backgrounds, but one church in our city. All right. Kind of trying to preach a little bit. So those are a couple broad words. And now I want to share a couple specific words for Antioch, Fort Worth. And this first one is planted in the house of the Lord. Planted in the house of the Lord. Um, I want just We were praying back in December and saying, Lord, show us what, what is it you want us to, to hold on to tightly for 2021? And think about it. We've been in times of upheaval. We've been in shaking times. We've been rattled. The heat's been turned up. All of these things that we feel the pressure of this season and what we started sensing was we need to go deep with God. We need our roots in the ground. We need to be formed in Jesus. We need, to, we, we need that foundation. We've had several different people giving words about foundation, roots, being formed. And so we started just saying, Lord, give us a passage. And this 90, Psalm 92, among many others, came up on the radar. And I want to just read it again. Basics, discipleship. These are the words the Lord's been speaking to us. One more time from Psalm 92, verse 12. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God, and they will bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in Him. Again, it was uh, the same brother that gave me a word. It literally was about 25 years ago about this passage. And isn't that wild how you remember? Somebody gives you a word like that and you remember it 25 years later. That's impossible for some of these guys over here. But you, but you get a word in college and you're probably going to remember some of them 25 years. That's amazing, right? And, and so I like that, that word, fresh and green, you know, like, as long as we've had an internet network at our house, it's been called Evergreen because of that word. We were going to start a publishing company and call it 
Evergreen and published Christian resources and stuff. That, that was, that's how meaningful that word was. So it's, it, we want to be planted in the house of the Lord together. That's the word. I shared this with somebody and they immediately mentioned Psalm 1. Psalm 1. So I'll turn there for a second. Psalm 1 verses 1 to 3. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Man, is that a good word right now for us in our country, in our culture? Don't sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Okay, so again, we want to be people that are being planted in the house of the Lord. We want to be like a tree that's got its roots going down where there's a good water supply and source, but we're going down deep where we can withstand the storms of life and it just makes our roots go even deeper. That's what we want to do. That's who we want to be. Psalm 52, another passage here. Verse 8 and 9. But I am like an olive tree, flourishing in the house of God, I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. For what you have done, I will praise you. In the presence of your faithful people, I will always praise you. And I will hope in your name, for your name is good. You know, guys, one of the things, when I start reading about the house of the Lord and flourishing in the house of the Lord and planted in the house of the Lord, think about all of those passages in the Psalms where it talks about the house of the Lord. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell where? In the house of the Lord forever. You know, one thing I ask, this is what I seek. Psalm 27, 4. This is what I seek. To, to dwell in the house of the Lord. To gaze upon your beauty. I mean, it's like in His presence, you guys, is the fullness of joy. That's where we want to be. Somebody was saying it earlier. But the, the joy, that's where the joy is. It's in the presence of God. It's worshiping Him. It's being with His people. And so we want to, whether you're here or online, we are collectively saying, Lord, we are in for the church. We are in with You. We want to be planted in the house of the Lord. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Now we want to be in the presence of the Lord, with the Lord, walking with the Lord. Isaiah chapter 61 Another passage that needs to be unpacked. And I'm just again doing a fly over here. Isaiah 61. This is, Jesus quotes this passage as his mission statement. Later in Luke chapter 4, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. Check it out. And they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. Now here's the thing. 
God's going to do that. And Jesus is helping to make it happen. The, the power of the Holy Spirit is at work within us to see it happen. But who are the oaks of righteousness? A planting of the Lord. A display of His glory and splendor. It's the people that have been set free. The brokenhearted. The freedom. The, those captives who were set free. Those prisoners who were let out of darkness. Those people who had been grieving. Who had been covered in ashes but given beauty. Those people had been mourning but now given joy. Those people who were in despair but are now praising God. That's who these oaks of righteousness are. That's who, what the planting of the Lord is. That's who we are. Super good news. And over the course of the next few weeks, we're going to be unpacking this. In the New Testament, it's Jesus. All that, that organic stuff. All that organic stuff that us city people know so much about. We're going to talk about soils next week. A, a pl planted in our personal lives. And beyond that, planted uh, in our ordinary moments. And planted in our church life together. Planted together in community. All that's going to be happening. We'll pick up those themes. Here's a great quote from uh, Dallas Willard. Uh, I was on a text thread with a bunch of guys and uh, got this quote from Kenny Dalton on Thursday or something. I thought, man, this is great. From Dallas Willard, one of my spiritual heroes. And it says, the revelation of Jesus, excuse me, the revolution of Jesus, revelation too, but the revolution of Jesus is one of character which proceeds by changing people from the inside through an ongoing personal relationship to God in Christ and to one another. It changes their ideas, beliefs, feelings, habits of choice, bodily tendencies, and social relations. That's what Jesus Christ does on the inside and works out into changing the world. Now it happens though together. A couple years ago, three, four years ago, I met a guy named Rich Velotis who pastors a church called New Life Fellowship in Queens, New York. And he just had, had a new book come out called The Deeply Formed Life. And right there at the beginning of the book, he tells a story about going to the Redwoods Forest in California. So he says, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker. I'm from Brooklyn. I was raised in Brooklyn. And I've never seen trees like this in my entire life. I'm looking at trees, some of them as tall as a 37-story building. Just imagine that. That's a tall tree, right? Some of you guys have been out there. And he heard a guy talking about the redwood forest. He said, how do these things not fall over? They're gigantic, gnormagous trees. And how do they not... You can look that up later. How do they not fall over? And this guy was explaining, the roots don't go super deep but the roots are all intertwined and interconnected in the entire forest. They all wrap around each other. They're all interconnected in a forest community. And so one tree doesn't get blown over. It, it, to blow over one tree, you'd have to blow over the whole forest. And I'm just going, we are planted in the house of the Lord together. One of us can't be blown over because we're interconnected. God wants us going deep with our roots, interconnected, interweaved together to form community together so that for one of us to get blown over, it would have to be the whole community getting blown over. And that's not going to happen. 
God's got us. We are going to be planted in the house of the Lord in 2021. The second piece that I wanted to mention, the second word is sent in the way of Jesus. Again, back in that December time, we were praying, said, Lord, what's the word for this year, 2021? And it was kind of funny because, I mean, the first thing I heard was 2021. Just almost immediately, just like in my spirit, 2021. And, and I just immediately thought of John. John 20, 21. And I think this is like way deeper than just uh, that passage says, and again, Jesus said to them, peace be with you. Anybody need to hear that again? Again, Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. And I, I feel like I'm standing at a door of revelation about what the Lord wants to show us about being sent like Jesus in the same way He was sent by the Father. And not just, I, I think it's like, it's massive. It's massive. Like how He was, how he was sent was with surrender and with blessing and with love. And it's going to take us eternity to unpack this, but He wants us to spend a little time on it for this year, 2021. We are planted in the house of the Lord and we are sent in the way of Jesus. So what does that look like practically for us as a church? What's our ministry plan this year for 2021 with all the stuff that's happening? Is there a way forward for us? Yes. yes. Got the front row shouting yes at me. Absolutely. We do. So first of all, let me just mention a few things. One, our Sunday mornings. As you know, our Sundays look a little different than they used to. We're not in the auditorium over there that's going to be under construction but we're going to continue doing parking lot services i mean this is january 17th come on man this is this is awesome wow january 17th it's just a beautiful beautiful day we didn't know if we'd get it in but here we are and we're going to do one in february and then we're going to do a couple in the months following march april may june and get into that that space over there We'll probably, I don't know, we may keep, we, we like doing the parking lot services. Kind of fun. I, I know a lot of you guys do. And, uh, but then when we're not out here, we're going to be in two services right back here in the venue. So that's what's going to be happening in the, in the, and that's sign up and it'll be a, uh, may it be a, a wonderfully hard ticket to get. You know, I just, it's worship in there. I'm just going to say to everybody online, just, I, I know there's nuance here because people want to be here, but can't. I, I recognize that, but worshiping in there is incredible. Like, it's, it's incredible. It's just absolutely wonderful. And I just want to go ahead and do a big invite. A big invite. Everybody that hasn't done it, come on, try it. If you feel comfortable to do it with, with the pandemic still going. But it's, we're taking care of things, trying to be as safe as we can be. But we're excited. Services at 9.30 and 11. Life groups. Um, you know, we're going to keep doing the house-to-house -house ministry. We believe that's what God's called us to, not only just keep doing it, but re-up in this key area of who we are as a church. From day one, we planted house to house. And the Lord is calling us deeper into that, that road. Right now, we're a little over 80% of the church is actively involved in life groups right now. And we want that number to go to 100% by God's grace. Maybe even more than 100. Maybe there would be even more people coming to life groups than can come or that we know about. So life groups, absolutely critical. Kim and I are excited about that and ourselves right now in this season. 
The third area, discipleship. And by now you're probably going, this sounds like our bread and butter. Is this a different plan at all? No, it's, we're just fired up about going deeper in what God's called us to do as the people of God on the mission of God for the glory of God. So life groups and now discipleship, Jesus modeled the importance of this, spending time, and we want to encourage as much as we can, life on life, twos, threes, fours, meeting together for the purpose of growing and helping each other grow in Christ, be conformed to Him, and producing discipleship in our own lives and in the lives of others. Amen. Mission, fourth key area of our ministry plan, living with purpose, carrying the message in the heart of Jesus into every sphere in our society, every sphere in our city, all the different ways that we work, do education, TCU, campuses, colleges, schools, elementaries, all the different things that are represented, high schools that are represented here, uh, healthcare, education, all the different spheres. We want to take the message, the heart of Jesus right out. We support everybody. And we just, we, uh, we, we take time to do this in the fall, but I just want to, again, right here at the beginning of the spring, there's a, there's a commissioning for us to be the people of God and to share His life and love with those who need that good news around us. And the final piece I want to mention here for our ministry plan is adaptability. Adaptability with all that's going on. We've intentionally empowered our pastoral team and our life group leaders in particular to be creative about how we get together in this crazy time that we're living in. We're doing a lot more smaller types of gatherings and things, worship nights for young adults and college and different things that were just things that are happening to empower these, these smaller segments of the church to decentralize the leadership and the creativity so that we can be meeting in wonderful, creative, fresh, life-giving ways to have the flexibility and the specialization that's needed during this time. There's going to be retreats. There's going to be worship nights. There's going to be prayer and fasting and all the kinds of stuff that we love, <laughs> love to do around here. And just so excited about all of that. And I, what I want to do is just invite everybody. Come on, let's, let's go. Let's, let's move forward together in this great adventure. I mean, we're going to be talking about 2020 and 2021. By God's grace, we'll be telling stories that came out of this time of how God met us and changed us and revolutionized our lives, got some stuff out of our lives that just needed to go and got us focused on the things that we needed to be focused on, got us going deeper and planted in the house of God together like he really wants to do, got our roots interlocking and intertwining and interweaving with one another so that when the storms of life come, Tree blowing in the wind. That's actually kind of fun. Y'all could shout out some things and I could do an interpretive. Tree blowing in the wind, but roots going deeper in God. Amen, right? Amen. So our vision is, hasn't changed. To share and multiply the life of Christ in the church through new disciples, new life groups, new congregations, to the glory of God and the joy of all peoples. God let it happen. The key word for this year is what? Planted. Another key word for this year is what? Sent. Planted. Sent. Planted. Sent. <laughs> I'm just trying to cast vision, you guys. And you don't have to have it all right now. 
I don't have it all. We're going to grow into it. And we're going to grow into it together. And there's grace for us. There's grace for us right now. There's grace for this day. There's going to be grace for tomorrow. That's all we got. Just grace. Grace from God. But it's always enough. It's always enough. He's, he's got us. So stand up if you would. Asher, come on up, man. Yeah, and I just, again, the word here is, is an invitation. It's an invitation to reflect deeply this year on what it means to be planted, planted in the Lord. It's the soils, it's the vine, it's the branches. There's pruning that needs to happen. There's storms that need to be endured. Our roots need to go deeper. And I just want to encourage you guys, for all of us, God is wanting to form you into the image of Jesus Christ. He, he wants us to be changed. He wants us to, be, to, to grow up and to mature. So Father, all around the parking lot, all around everybody who's watching and, and worshiping with us online, Lord, we just commit our hearts to you for 2021. Here we are, Lord. Take these minds, take these hearts, take these lives. And I pray over Antioch, Fort Worth, that we would be oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of your glory. Lord, I pray over the church right now that we would be like a cedar of Lebanon that is planted in the house of the Lord. Lord, that we would be like that flourishing olive tree in the house of the Lord. Lord, would you just help us to see uh, just our place in what you're wanting us to do and what you're wanting us to be and how you want to shape us individually and as our family and as a life group and in our vocations and in the ordinary moments and how you want to do it together. Lord, I pray that this word would be rich and full and, and bring, it'd be a, Lord, a seed that lands on good soil in our hearts planted in the house of the Lord not snatched away not choked out but on good soil that it would bear a great harvest Lord for, for your glory and honor it would help to reproduce what you're doing in this place that we really would be a life giving multiplying and reproducing Christ manifesting church in the name of Jesus Yeah, I just want to, we were praying this morning over in the prayer room before, and I just want to just say too, if you could imagine yourself as a tree, and, uh, you know, John 3.8, I think this is important. John 3.8, I had a friend one time tell me that John 3.8 is the most important verse in the Bible for a Christian. And I, at the time, I, I know what it is now, but I remember thinking, uh, you know, about Nicodemus or something I, I didn't know at the time but it's that verse that says as the wind blows through the trees and you see trees move because the wind's blowing through it so it is with everyone who's born of God that we would be trees with deep roots and that we would be trees that are moved by the presence of God moved by the spirit of God in our lives that we would respond to him
his every whisper. And we would leave this day moving forward in that revelation and that we would move into the rest of this year moving in that revelation. Lord Jesus, lead us. You're the head of the church. Holy Spirit, move us like trees that are planted in the house of God, that we would respond to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's going to be a great year, y'all. May the Lord bless you as you go online, here in the parking lot, walk in His grace. You are a planted people in the house of the Lord. Amen. Go in peace. Be the kingdom. Hallelujah.